And now we have on the line with us a Charlie Gasparino. He frequently serves as a guest panelist on the Fox Business Network. He's also a writer for the New York Post, and he comes here in Cats at Night. Welcome back. How are you, Charlie? Hey, guys. Well, you were right. 75 basis points that went up. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think this is something to cheer about. I mean, I think the market is. I mean, we remember, stock traders in the short term are very stupid. Um, this is how you know. I yes. mean, I, I do a little history lesson here. Right before the bottom fell out of the market, the slow drip to 2008, in late 2007, the market hit a then historic high of about 14,000. Uh, everybody thought, oh, you know, the Fed's going to cut rates, everything's going to be wonderful, and, you know, you know, bank balance sheets will get better immediately. And obviously, nothing ha- that did not happen, just the opposite happened. So remember, in the short term, and the, and the market likes this. It's up 500 points, whatever it was for yeah, something. It's dumb. Let me it, tell you what's going on, uh, Charlie Gasparino. Uh, you know, I I, I uh, closed a loan last week, and, uh, you know, a substantial loan in New York City. But the real estate departments of the major banks have been told by the Fed to pare back. Interesting. And, and, and they... Basically, the, the major banks are going to be closing down for, for loans for the real estate industry till September 30th because the only way they can pair back uh, and get to the point the Fed wants them at uh, in, in coverage ratios is by closing down. So somebody wants a loan to build a building, forget about it. So we're going to go into a recession, and that's they're, kind of why he's saying forcing it. They're he's forcing said, now, it. Now, here's where it gets complicated and weird, John. Suppose we don't we get a recession and inflation doesn't go down as it normally does. That somehow because of the wicked monetary and fiscal experiment that they did over the last two years, if there's something sticky about inflation that it just the prices are baked in that we're stuck maybe not at seven or eight or nine but we're stuck at five, which is two percent above their target. What is he going to do? He's going to keep raising rates 75 basis points for the next three years? And I think that's the problem. I mean, you know, what people I know worry about that are smart is that, yeah, we're going to get a recession. Yeah, that Washington is so, Washington is so stupid. Washington is so stupid they're going to force the country in a recession that we don't have well, to have. Well, now, here's the other argument here. I'm only saying this to do it fast because we don't have fiscal policy that's helping out. They sh- the Journal wrote about this, so I don't, you know. And I, re- I Paul Gigo is a good friend of mine. He's um, the editorial page editor. He talked about a regulatory moratorium, I and mean, it makes so much sense. You don't have to cut taxes. You stop the war in oil. They mentioned that. Have a regulatory moratorium. They mentioned that. You do things that that could help the supply side of the economy, with businesses feeling a little more safe about doing stuff. And and you know, stop this like stop this like wicked sort of cram down of the business community when you need them to be a player in this. But the Biden administration won't do this. So here's what I think. I think we're going to have. I, well, let's just see where inflation goes. If inflation is tamed, like a lot of investors think, that's why it's the market's up today. Okay, disregard everything I say. But suppose it's not. Suppose we were stuck with five percent at the end of this year. Is he going to raise rates three more times next year at 75 basis points? I mean, it's crazy. John, what what developer is going to want to invest and develop land like this? Let's talk about the oil business. Okay. Well, you know, let's say we're able to refine 18, 19 million barrels a day in the United States right now. 
and and uh, the the Biden administration says, oh, let's do ten percent more. To do ten percent more, you have to be you have to spend maybe ten twenty billion dollars. Now, based on the war on the oil industry, why would the oil companies spend ten ten billion or twenty billion dollars? Yeah, they're never doing that. They're not right? going to do it. Yep. And this is the problem. If you declare the oil industry oh, the enemy of the people, then why should they spend money? I'll spend money in, in Canada. I'll spend money in, in someplace else, but I'm not going to spend it here. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, you know, we can use you over there. And the refiners, <laughs> the number of refineries are down drastically before this war. All-time low down. Uh, it's a, uh, I had the chart that I saw on Fox. It was in 20, uh, 2000, it was 154. Now we're down to 121. Amazing. Amazing. It's just, it's, it's a cluster. You know what? You know, someone was asking me, like, um, you know, because I, I cover this, I cover, like, the, 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 some sort of, I cover some of the nitty gritty of finance. So, you know, your viewers might not necessarily care, but there's a bigger point here. And I've been covering this, the odyssey of a, a, a woman named Gigi Sohn, who is very far left. And Biden tries to, trying to point her on the FCC, Federal Communications Commission, and Republicans are balking, and even Democrats, because, you know, she's had such left-wing views. The Fraternal Order of Police came out against her, right? And for an FCC nominee to be attacked by the Fraternal Order of Police is a big thing, right? So the vulnerable Democrats in the Senate don't want to vote for her because they're up for re-election this year. In any event... My point is, Gigi Sohn is is a known leftist. I mean, she's very smart. She's a she's an activist, but because she, you know, had a public profile on Twitter, you actually know who she is, and you don't. But you don't know so many of the people that are in top regulatory positions in the Biden administration who are really no different than than her. They just didn't tweet. You know what I'm saying? So there's no public record where there, where Republicans are saying, "Oh, I can't." I can't you know, bring her on. She said this, this, and this. So this is what, what you're dealing with in Washington right now. The people who run government, the regulatory state, which is massive, as you know, in federal government, are, are, are all leftists from the U.S. Justice Department's uh, antitrust division down to the FCC. Any, any, every economic and environment, particularly economic and environmental. SEC, Federal Trade leftists. Commission, too. Yeah, and, and the Securities and Exchange Commission. Gary Gensler, they're doing all this crazy stuff that that puts them at war with business. Well, the the, the FDIC or whoever the the well, regulatory is on the banks in for that one. I remember that. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the banks, you know, the, the that organization is putting the thumbs on the banks. I had another uh, phone call from a Canadian friend of mine uh, up in Toronto, one of the largest banks in Canada. He says they're shutting us down. I know. We're not lending. Well, we're going to a recession. And I think that's what Powell's obviously worried about, why he didn't do. Remember, he actually said today, I'm, we're going to have to scale back on the rate increases at some point. He actually threw that. That's why the market sp- spiked a little bit. But, suppose, but, but it's affecting. But suppose, but suppose they don't really get rid of inflation. Charlie, the, it's hurting the poor people and it's hurting the middle class. You saw what Walmart said today. Walmart has cut their, their profit outlook. And it it forces uh, customers, shoppers to spend more on necessities versus anything else. Well, I know that. But what I'm saying is suppose we can't – you can't get rid of inflation. Suppose he has to keep raising rates for the next year. 
I mean, that would bleed. That would be a horrible bleed, wouldn't it? It would. Like death for, by a thousand cuts. I mean, it's horrible. They, they are, unless they open up North America for crude oil and bring well, the take prices that off the down. Table, John, they're not doing it. Well, then, then, then it's their own fault. It's it their is. own fault. But we're all going to pay, obviously. <laughs> well, know? the poor and middle class are the ones paying. I was watching CNN, and they have expert after expert. I know, unfortunately, I was watching them. But they have <laughs> expert after expert talking about how the war on energy, the oil pipelines being shut down, has nothing to do with the price of oil being they're up. Dumber, so it's just, they're dumber than so drug crap. It's just a coincidence. Well, you know it, you they tried the to say COVID, is. then Putin. Now what are they blaming it on? Now they want to take the credit for the price going down. I mean, they just constantly, they're con- contradicting themselves. That's you know, what's so frustrating. Are, the problem is that the elite class in this country never run anything. They never run anything. They never work for anything. I mean, these journalism kids all come from rich families. You know, here's a thing that they never lived through, which I did. So I live in the '70s. Grew up in the '70s. My my old man bought a house, moved from the Bronx to Yorktown Heights, New York, and kind of a kind of a crummy little area. But he bought a house, a thousand foot house, square foot house, with a little backyard. For for what did he spend? He spent like sixteen grand for it, right? He borrowed, he borrowed the down payment from my grandmother, and so he made he made it he made it through, right? But my dad throughout the seventies worked three jobs. He was an iron worker. He drove a cab sometimes, and he bartended. Yep. I could never understand why he 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 did that until I took up economics and learned about inflation. Inflation is a horrible tax on working class people. They have to work three jobs or you drop out. You know, back then you didn't have the, the massive welfare state as bad as we have it now. So I guess now he could have, you know, got paid to stay home. Right. But he he wouldn't do that knowing him. But this is what I'm saying. I mean, it is a horrible, horrible tax on working class people that you to get ahead. And, you know, we weren't living large. Trust me on this. Okay, we didn't have that type of we didn't have that type of means. But to put sneakers on your kids feet, to give them some clothes, to have some food on the table, to do all that, you have to work two, two or three jobs. When you have an inflationary my, my father worked seven days a week almost all his life because when he came to America, his brothers had to sign on the dotted line yeah. that if he if he couldn't go for welfare, they they would he would they, his brothers would have to pay his rent if he couldn't pay it. Don't they sign a document when they what? jump over the border now that they have to have the money? Yeah, yeah, they get they get a, they get a voter certificate when they fly them in here. It's so sick. The world that we, you know, I'll tell you. If I'm, I'm some. I'm. There are times when I wish my old man was alive to see me working at Fox and everything because he would have loved it. But then, I'm, yeah, I see the world we have, and I'm kind well, of glad listen, he's not around. We, Charlie Gasparino, we tell the truth on Fox, on oh, uh, the New York Post, at WABC. Thank you so much for coming on, and we'll catch up again real soon. All right, John. Thank, thank you. you. See you guys. Now, before we go to, uh, uh, I understand we're going to have Lou Dobbs at. Uh, in about a minute, mm-hmm. uh, I understand uh, we're giving away tickets mm-hmm. for the Ferry Hawks. Right. It's so how do we doing it? So it's basically Christmas in July, but 77 WABC and the Staten Island Ferry Hawks are giving away. Uh, they're giving away tickets, a pair of tickets for the Ferry Hawks game on July 30th. So we will be there. We will be there playing Sid, myself, all of the WABC employees will Are be there. Are you playing second base? Third base? I'll, be, you I'll be shortstop. I used to play shortstop. I, really? I, I haven't played in a long time. I have no idea. So now you have to be the seventh caller right now at 1-800-848-WABC. That number is 1-800-848-WABC. And you'll have yourself a pair of tickets for this July 30th Ferry Hawks game. 
And uh, you'll it's it's a great time. You'll have fun with all of us. So play ball, and there'll also be I'll, a fireworks show. I'll be there. Take me out to the ball game. So, Take John, me out to the fun. will you be signing autographs? I get a lot of requests of people that want to meet you. Really? Yes. Yeah, we'll You're see. their hero. Let's uh, let's go to Lou Dobbs and. Uh,